everyone. Welcome to Totally Normal. I do not feel that normal this week. I was in a documentary about a cult that I was a part of on Netflix. That was fun. Saw my face in there, my 24-year-old, innocent, cute face. Ten years ago, I got out of the cult, so that was just like the start of the week. Oh my gosh, it's been such a huge week. I also had a really intense rash. (laughs) I don't think they're connected. I had the rash before it came out. Documentary. I don't even know if you call it really a documentary. It's kind of like reality TV. It's a little bit trashy, but it's also pretty accurate. The first half's pretty accurate. Anyway, I had a pretty easy time of it. I thought I would be more freaked out and worried. Um, People were pretty freaked out and worried about me, but I actually feel fine about it. I feel fine about it. I thought I might be in it. I didn't realize I was going to be in it so much. It's all kind of B-roll. It's all kind of just passing stuff. No, no really, no damaging clips of me doing anything bad. Honestly, because I didn't do anything that bad when I was there. Unless you count being on the sales team of a cult pretty bad, which I guess you could. So anyway, that was a big part of my week and got a crazy rash. I've been up in the night itching. That was a whole dermatological dermatology kerfuffle situation. What else have I been doing? I've been working out a lot. I've been feeling really sore and really good. Yeah, I got in a fight with my husband this week. That was fun. It's been a big week. I'm so grateful for my dogs. I'm so grateful for my cozy house. I'm so grateful that I am not in a crazy cult and that I get to live my life as a free person. I get to choose my spiritual development and my adventures as I wish. I'm not in any toxic relationships right now with anyone who I'm scared of. I'm not friends with anyone I'm scared of. I don't like that feeling and... um I'm friends with lots of people that I respect and I feel their power, but I'm not scared to be myself with them. That's the key. 10 years ago, I was in a lot of relationships where I was actually scared, triggered, activated, scared. How are you all doing? How's everybody else? I feel like I'm really monopolizing this conversation. The dogs went to the groomer. My littlest Herbie is wearing a small brown silk tie. So we keep telling him that he's got a find a way to take his lunch break soon because we got five meetings today. He just needs a little briefcase. And my big dog, Emma, she always looks five years younger every time she gets groomed. She's ageless, which is great because we cannot handle the thought of her ever dying in this house. And it makes both of us well up with tears. So it is, it is the event of the future that we do not talk about. And I am a big future talker. That is something I do not talk about. We don't have any question today. We don't have anything to answer. We have a twist. My husband thinks that this podcast should be about my journey to being a stand-up comedian. <laughs> oh, God. He thinks I should really document it. So here's what's here's here's the situation. I still am going to answer Love Live questions, but maybe I will talk about my creative process because just like Love Life, when you're trying to get Love Life to work out, and not that I have it all worked out, we get in fights, it's, it, we have issues, it's all a thing. Not that I have it worked out, but when you're single and you're trying to get into a relationship, you always feel uncomfortable. You always feel on your edge and activated and you always feel like defensive and tender and like all over the place. Unless you have like little glimpses of time where you're doing like really amazing personal growth work and you're really with yourself. Those are like really good times. But a lot of the time when you're single and want to be in a relationship, you're on your edge and it's terrible. So here I am talking about the thing that makes me feel terrible and on my edge, which is 
being an artist, putting myself out there, doing comedy, maybe doing a one-woman show, performing in some way. So I did a stand-up comedy class about three years ago, and we worked for a month on like a five-minute set, and I performed it in front of like a bunch of friends and family at this um, improv place in Denver. There's probably like 100 people there. Big, big theater. And it was a stand-up comedian, like a real comic. She was coaching us and helping us get to the bottom of it. And, you know, she had done a bunch of landmark stuff. And so she was like really big on like, let's get to the heart of it. Let's get to the truth of it. Like no fluff, like reveal yourself. And I had been in so much training. Actually, in my cult, we did a lot of training on revealing yourself and getting to the truth, getting to the hard, fast truth, the hot, sizzling truth underneath all of it what's really going on, you know? And so we worked and we worked and I did a five minute set about how I wanted to be a mom, you know, and I wanted to get married and have a baby. And it was a lot about my boyfriend not wanting to use condoms. Anyway, I should go find it and perform it for you all. But so we did a five minute set. It was pretty intense because, you know, I practiced and practiced as much as I can, but I was also working on the jokes all the way up until the showcase. And so I blanked on my lines, like, three times, like completely forgot the joke. And so it was sort of traumatizing. I left feeling like, oh my God, I think I failed. And my dad flew out for it. My sister flew out for it. And my boyfriend at the time was in it. Now he's my husband, but he was a boyfriend at the time. And I had several friends in the audience. I invited a bunch of people and I felt kind of embarrassed and I felt vulnerable. I felt exposed by the content. Some of the jokes were funny. I got some laughs and that was really fun. But I just stopped. I was like, I'm never doing that again. I, I said to everyone, I'm never doing that again. Well, you know, here we are three years later and it's calling to me. It always calls to me. So my next goal is to go to an open mic, is to work on a little set and go to an open mic. And I have so much resistance to it. Why bother? You know, like nobody cares. I'm never going to be that good at it. So why do it? That's a that's the big one. Like I'm never going to be Amy Schumer. I'm never going to be Ali Wong. I'm never going to be Dave Chappelle. I'm never going to be Michelle Wolf. I'm never going to be all my favorite comedians. I'm not even going to be like the next level of comedians or the next level or the next level or the next level, you know, the 10 levels down. I'll never be at that level. That's how I feel. I mean, I guess there's a possibility, but I don't think that it's, I'm not like, you know, all these comedians, they say like, as soon as they did stand up, they knew they could never do anything else. That is not my experience. I think it's really, really, really hard. I don't think I'm like amazing at it, but I like the challenge of it. I like talking about my life in a funny way, which means I have to be okay with it and then find the humor in it. Like I like that kind of alchemy. I like the creative process. I like taking everything in my life and making it into a joke. That's so exciting to me. That's like such a great way to perform what my life is. I love being seen. I love being on stage. And I'm really, really terrified of going to an open mic. So this podcast, yes, we're going to talk about love and we're going to talk about my love life and we're going to talk about all the problems that everybody has. But we're also going to talk about, and we'll see how this goes, we're going to talk about my creative process, me going up against my edge, me being really uncomfortable. And if I do this open mic, you can go on that date. If I do this open mic, you can talk to your husband about what's really bothering you and what you're really craving in the next five years in your sex life, in your marriage. Like if I can do this, you can do whatever you're up against. So the goal is a set an open mic to finish my little online class that I started about writing jokes, put myself out there, go to some open mics and just try it. 
And little by little, let's see how it goes. I mean, honestly, if I were really, really, really working it, I would go to 50 open mics by the end of next year or the, by the end of, I don't know, maybe like in the next six months. So yeah, if you have any advice, if you have any questions about my process, I'm going to test some jokes on here and some material on here. I don't think my pantry or my milk subscription is really like the gold that we're going after yet. I think I have to dig deeper. I think I have to expose my life and my relationship even more. I told my husband, get ready. Like all the jokes are going to be about you. Like all my best and worst moments are with him. You know, maybe I'll talk about my childhood, but I can't talk about dogs and beverages all day long. You all are probably ready for a change anyway. So yeah, that's my homework. What's your homework? And you know, maybe you're just like done with edges. Maybe you're coming off of a traumatic experience, a crisis. Maybe you don't need an edge, but I'm coming out of cozy, cozy, cozy. And knowing that I need to take this life and do the most, my biggest fear is wasting my life. I really hate the feeling of being trapped, but my biggest fear is that I'm going to get to like 60 years old and feel like I didn't really do it. I didn't really do it. I didn't really go for it. I chickened out. I was too scared and I was too prideful that I couldn't put myself out there. So we're going to shift all that and I'm going to do it. So next week I'll be back to tell you about how my joke writing is going. That's my, that's my homeware. Okay. I'm going to go eat my gluten-free mac and cheese and my salmon and uh, try to deal with this steroid cream on my hoo-ha because I'm itchy as F and I'm going to watch more cult cult documentaries about other cults and uh, I'm going to take this night to the couch. I hope you all, that's right. I'm recording at night, nighttime, different mood, right? different mood. Whatever you're doing right now, I hope you do it with some deep breaths and a smile on your face, your beautiful face, because you're amazing. Okay. And thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Mwah.